Hello everyone, may the grace, peace and mercy of the Lord be with us all in this moment. Thank you again for being there on the other side. Once again we are together, although physically distant and apart one from each other. But we are together here to praise and worship the one who is worthy of our lives. It is a great blessing to have these technological resources to have the internet, the cameras, and everything that you have today, resources to, in a different way, come together as a church, come together as family in this time, different times, difficult times. Thanks God for that. Thanks for life. Thanks for the way we are living now. Thanks God for everything. I would like to pray with you. Let's pray together before we start this moment. Let's pray. Lord, here we are, here we are, God, once again surrendered to your majesty and your sovereignty, asking you to bless us with your word and your desire and direction to our lives. This is my cry in this moment, Lord. May your Holy Spirit guide us in every moment of this time we have together and act in a wonderful way to show us your will. Bless us, Father, in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen and Amen. In early February, we started a sermon series, and the title was Follow My Leader Too. And we finished it two weeks ago. We walked with Jesus through John's narrative, seeking to learn more about discipleship it was the main theme. How to be more like the one we follow. And we learned there that we all follow someone or something. And most of us claim to follow Jesus Christ. To be Jesus Christ, the one we follow. So we want to learn from him and by his example. At that time, February, we had no idea what was going to happen in the following weeks. But in our hearts, we had a sincere desire to hear the Lord's voice to guide us in the next steps of our lives, like church as a church, as a people who wants to walk by and through God's will. And after the beginning of the year, January, the month, we were instigated by Mark about the new, to look to the new, a new life, a new hope, a new love, and a new sight, a new way of living life with Jesus this year. A practical life for someone who knows Jesus and wants to make Jesus known. And even for those who are searching for Jesus. Following Jesus implies life change, transformation, and all the news that I mentioned before. Many of us know and have experienced this this change, this transformation, this new life, perhaps for many 
many years, going through difficult times and joyful times, and learning from each one of these moments how wonderful is to follow Jesus. How wonderful is to have our lives in Jesus' hands. But during these 11 weeks in which we were asked by the topics of our series to evaluate our own lives, who are we really following? Who is our leader? Who, do, who is the one we are looking to, to try to learn, to try to live a life who brings honor and glory to God? Obedience, religiosity, worship, commitment, comfort, humility, success, sacrifice, life, purpose, and restoration. In these three months, a lot has changed in the way we live. Suddenly, things changed in our family, in our work, in our school, in our church, in the way we are church now. Things changed, maybe in health and in many other areas. God decided to give us a different time different time. And I believe that he is sovereign and powerful to do this, to give us the time he wants to give. I believe, and I continue to believe, that he is in control. He is in control, even though we generally do not understand the way God acts. Yes, he's in control, and he gives us this time we are living in. Perhaps a time unlike anything that many of us have lived so far. Not just us, NCBC, this church, our family, not just you and me, but the world. It's a different time, at least a different time. Right now, this moment, we are put to the test. And I heard this in one of our news. Our generation is putting to the test. Not only our generation, maybe different generations. People that has passed for difficult times before, that saw many bad things and sad things, they are living again a difficult moment. We are always being tested in our attitudes, in our values, in our trust, in our confidence, in our dependence, in our faith. To be clear, it's time to reevaluate our relationship with this sovereign God. Who are we following? I remember that the last time I had the privilege to share the Word of God with you, I said that it was, that moment, a difficult time, six weeks ago, and that our faith in that moment and trust in God would be strengthened, to be shared, to be shared with those around us. I still think the same way. 
we need to be strengthened and strong in Jesus Christ to support those around us, to support those in our families closer than us, to us, but those that are around us, surrounding us, asking for an answer, asking for a reference, looking for somewhere where they can find hope, peace, and joy. We need to be strong as church, as people that knows Jesus. People who is trying to find Jesus around us. Please open your Bible in the second letter of Peter, chapter 3, verses 8 to 18. Let's read together. Today's reading is taken from 2 Peter 3, verses 8 to 18. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do the other scriptures, so their own, to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you for the reading. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. I'm not an apocalyptic preacher. I think that is right. Apocalyptic preacher. It's not my ministry. I'm not a sensationalist either. Thinking that someone can look to Jesus and look for him because of fear of these events that we just read does not bring joy to my heart. This is not my intention here today. The test we read is the word of God. I believe that it is the truth and that will be fully fulfilled. The time belongs to God. He has control and the time for everything and over everything. Things will happen in God's time, not your time, not my time. Not our time, but God's time. Not when I want, 
but when he wants. God's time and God's way. How difficult it is for us to understand this. God is in control. He is sovereign, not us. I can see these in verses 8 to 10. He will fulfill what he said. This is God. It's his nature, fulfilled his promises and everything that he said. In the face of so much speculations and theories, predictions and prophecies about the last days, this day of the Lord, I do not intend to spend time on this. To be honest, I know these things are going to happen, but I'm not concerned with when or how. But I do care how I live now in the hope of being with my Lord in His day, in the future, when these things happen. My eyes, heart and mind are on a particular question here, and the answer we have to it. What kind of people do you ought to be? What a question, what a, what, what, a, what a pressure over us. What kind of people do you ought to be? This is a question that Peter asks me in the same way he did for the followers of Jesus in the first century and also for those who today live the reality of following this leader, Jesus. In a rhetorical way, verse 11 brings us to the question, this question, and the answer, of, of course. The verse 11 says, Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? And the answer comes, You ought to live holy and godly lives. And complete in verse 12, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. To live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speeds its coming. Living in a way that brings glory and honor to God. This God who we call Father. Living in a way that honors and glorifies the one we call Lord and Savior of our lives. Live in a practical way what He has commanded us in our day to day, in the things we do, in the way we think, in the way we feel. Live practical ways. This is what we summarize in our three verses of the year that we took from John Gospels, bringing from our series, the previous one, followed by leader two. Alan will talk about this next week. Looking inside to our own lives and asking God to guide us in his purpose, 
still thinking in how we can follow Jesus as his church. We had our week of prayer around five years, five weeks ago. We believe that God speaks to us all the time, every time. He speaks to us. He answers our prayers. Sometimes we cannot hear. We just don't listen. We don't want to understand. We don't want to, to listen what God is telling us. But He is always answering our prayers. We believe that He will never despise the prayer of a sincere heart. That week, that week of prayer, in so many different ways, the Lord gave us words of confidence, rest and hope, courage and strength. Because He has taken care of us and He has done it in a wonderful way. And with a love and patience that only He has. But with the same intensity of these words of comfort and encouragement, we heard words like repentance, confession, forgiveness, true commitment and real dependence. Strong words. Things that we need to face. We had here in this week a call Again, in the same way we read here today, in Peter's words, a call to a holy and godly life that is capable of witnessing who Jesus is and showing the world his love and his salvation. Again, a practical life according to God's values, God's principles, with eyes on what was promised to us in the future, but lived here and now, today, in every breath that, that we have. The verse 13 of the text we read says to us, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And in sequence, the 14th verse tells us, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless blameless and at peace with him. In peace with God, in peace with Jesus, rely on what Jesus accomplished and brought to us, a new life, life that bears fruits and glorifies the Father. No matter how much effort we make by ourselves, we will never be spotless and blameless if we're not at peace with Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He said to us, and I will read to you, I am the vine, 
you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15 verse 5. And it is one of our verses for this year. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Without peace with me, you will never be spotless and blameless. You will not be ready. You will not have this life, this practical one that shows the world the joy and the happiness that we search so strongly. Looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth. How much looking forward are we? To be honest, look to your heart, look to your life. How much are we expecting this day? This day we read here. How much are we living with this desire to see the Lord Jesus at his return? Are we living this desire in a way that reaches those around us? And makes them feel the same desire to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior, friend and hope. How much are we looking forward this day? Too much questions, I know. But these are questions that need answers in my life. If I want to live as the Lord Jesus calls me to live, I need answers for those questions. And again, again, what kind of people do you ought to be? When Peter wrote the second letter that we read now, his intention was to reaffirm the teaching of Jesus' message and guide those people with the truth. Protect that flock, that church, from false teachings by bringing to their memory and heart what would affirm their faith and hope. What kind of people do you ought to be? He answered them. He asked them, sorry. For the past two years, since we arrived here, since we became part of this family, NCBC, our church, the place we understand God brought us to feed us. Since there, we have been richly blessed from this pulpit by the people, men and women, that God has brought to this place to share, to teach us His Word. His word to each one of us. The care, zeal, and the dedication of which one of these ones has demonstrated fear and search for the will of God for his church and those who he wants to save through his church. We have been receiving good food in this place. Enough to make us grow and bear fruits. It's what the test keeps saying to us. Therefore, 
dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard, so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, is the verse 17. And it goes further and calls us to understand what we are, who we are in this moment. But grow, grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. I want to read again this last verse. It's something that needs to push us to the next step. To make us think in how I will live tomorrow. And how I will put in practice everything that I have received until now. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and knowledge. In answer to our first question, this is the kind of people we ought to be. People who grow, mature and bear fruits. Fruits that remain for the Father's glory. No one else. People who live true worship, who abide in Christ and love as he loved. People who seek a holy and godly life, despite this being an offense to the world. People who know Jesus and live to make Jesus known. This is the kind of people we ought to be. This is the answer we need to give to Peter and to all that is looking to us. There are people that is looking to us. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. I want to grow. I want to serve in a way people can see Jesus Christ in my life. I want to be prepared. I want to live my life in a way I'm expecting this day and I'll be looking forward the day of the Lord. To him, Jesus Christ, be the glory both now and forever. Amen. May God bless us. Let's pray again together. Lord, we thank you for your love and for who you are. A father that looking after, that look after us and is carrying us in your arms. Thank you for your word. Thank you for everything that you are and everything that you want us to be. Fool our hearts with this love and the understanding about Jesus Christ and everything that he is for us. Thank you, Lord. We want to follow Jesus and we want to glorify your name and who you are. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.